A FAM production. Furniture and mattress. FAM.news. Retailers, you're not as in charge as you once wore. So who is in charge? The Dos Marcos Show begins in 60 seconds. Driven entrepreneurs, listen up. It's time to team up with Nationwide Marketing Group, North America's most successful network of independent retailers. You'll gain access to programs and services that level the playing field between you and the national chains. Industry-leading digital marketing, increased buying power, exclusive networking events, and, of course, their awesome learning platform. Nationwide Marketing Group is the business partner that helps you get results and stay ahead of the competition. Take the first step today and visit nationwidegroup.org. Do you want more sales in three easy clicks? Yeah. It starts right now at doorcounts.com. With a completely redesigned user interface, gathering data has never been easier. Click number one, your salespeople connect with the customer as they walk through the door. Click two is the outcome. Click three, key performance metrics right there on your phone from anywhere at any time. Now your salespeople can spend their time selling and DoorCounts is going to gather the data you need to make your business better. Start right now at DoorCounts.com. Welcome to the Dos Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three, two, one. It is good to see your face. Good to see your face. How do you look more tan than I do? I just got back from Northern California. It's blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Just red face from blood pressure or excessive drinking. I, I don't know which one. Um, no, I've been outside a little bit. Um, I've also been in New York, uh, Kinsley. And uh, I got to tell anyone who is listening to this, if you're going to New York or heading there anytime soon, you know what Nick and I did? We went to the Harry Potter show on Broadway. And I'm going to tell you, like, I like Harry Potter, but I'm not like a, you know, I don't totally geek on it, but I love the, the movies. I think they've done a great job with the series. And it was freaking incredible. The stagecraft, the script, the um, theater was beautiful. Um, the cast, everything. It was fantastic. The story, it was just unbelievable. So if you're going to New York, plan time to go see that. But Sit in the middle of the orchestra pit because they do some really cool stuff that it would be neat to be there. But, I mean, you think about it, it's magic. And the way they perform the magic, it's incredible how they do it. So it was so freaking cool. I loved it. But And also a great time to be with my, my son. And so Broadway is back. That's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, they had some face mask Nazis walking around, like, with signs. And I felt like a guy was following me, you know, put your mask on. <laughs> so... That part, but it was okay. We got to go. Like, easy Dumbledore. But anyway, so. <laughs> easy Dumbledore. <with> that, <laughs> I'll put it on. <laughs> I will make you disappear. I'll turn you into a frog. Get away from me. That's awesome, man. When I know Nick anyway, was up there hey, running track, and he's getting ready to wrap up his junior year, and he's doing so well. Yeah. I'm so proud of that kid. I mean, what a wonderful young man outside yeah. of his athletic prowess. And, uh, I mean, he's, gosh, he's got to be looking at, uh, going to college for for some of the times he's putting up. So super proud of him, man. He is. He got first in the state in the 400 for 6A. And so that qualified him for the New Balance Invitational in New York. And we got there. And I'm going to tell you, Mark, like the best athletes in the country, you know, in high school. 
it's a different game there, brother. I mean, you see those kids on the track and you're like, oh my gosh. And so uh, Nick didn't win, <laughs> but, you know, just, just to get to go, it was a, a great thing for him. And, you know, it puts you on a big stage and, you know, you, you, it, it's a great experience for kids. Sports is a metaphor for life or great experiences for kids. But anyway, enough of that. Hey, you and I have had some phone calls recently and I want to really talk about that and dive into it because we've talked to Ray Allegreza and we had retailers on the phone. We've had manufacturers on the phone, all in the furniture space. Now that we're covering furniture with the fam. And I was absolutely fascinated. Weren't you in some of the places those conversations went. And so just so everyone listening to this knows, we are about to embark on another deck of quantitative research with consumers. So we were learning our way in with furniture retailers and manufacturers and saying, hey, what are the blind spots out there? So Mr. Kinsley, based on those conversations, what was what were some of your takeaways uh, in terms of how manufacturers and retailers are looking at the industry? I right think now? one of the biggest takeaways was a comment I heard uh, that said retailers aren't as in charge as they thought. And so we're trying to gather up some good inputs here so we can put together a nice deck of consumer and industry research that's going to be valuable to your business. Uh, definitely one of the most important things we did uh, last year was we put out consumer research that we did in partnership with Nationwide Marketing Group. And that deck got all kinds of attention and all kinds of downloads from fam.news. So we were getting these inputs. And so, you know, there's kind of that gathering phase where you're going to do some qualitative research that then informs more of a quantitative survey. And so I heard this comment, retailers are not as in charge as they once thought. And so I asked, uh, you know, some of our participants to expound upon that. And it was fascinating to think, okay, in, in the past, retailers were able to you know, pit vendors against each other or put a little pressure on so they could get the right price. They had lots of different options when it came to merchandising their floor. But in the furniture space, you know, so many of these manufacturers or these distributors are now bringing in the containers and having to play a little bit of Russian roulette from time to time with these containers. They're paying these exorbitant costs and on the furniture side, it's a little bit different than the mattress side because years and years ago, uh, you know, they didn't have the anti-dumping duties put in place and a lot of this manufacturing was taken offshore. So now you, know, you have infrastructure in place and capital in place that's deployed really strategically to bring in these containers, to distribute them throughout the country to these different retailers. And retailers are sitting here going, I have consumers walking in saying, I want what you have. And so the retailer hasn't been as much in a place to dictate the terms as they used to be. And, and then meanwhile, back at the ranch on the manufacturer supplier side of things, you're going to continue to see massive consolidation, which could further put the reins in the hands of the manufacturers and not the retailers. Was that your take on it or did you have a different read? No, I, I think that's a great take on it. I, I think that um, consolidation does shift uh, leverage and control, no question. Um, I think the the consumer, oddly enough, Mark, like, you know, the consumer isn't necessarily as in control either in a way because they're going into furniture stores or appliance stores and they're saying, hey, I, this is what I want. And the guy's like, don't have it. Uh, and then, you know, they're almost approaching it, it from a, the standpoint of, okay, what do you have? Right. I ordered uh, a whiskey 
uh, last night with my dinner and I had to go through like four different choices of whiskey before I found one that they had. Uh, and so you're not in control necessarily the way you were as a consumer. So I think that's an interesting part. Um, and I think that the, the leverage, you know, in terms of all of that goes, I think maybe one of the takeaways too, Mark is from a retailer perspective, like think about who you're buying from. Because if you're buying, I'm making this up, if you're buying a mattress program and you have eight suppliers, so you're spreading your buying dollars out over eight manufacturers, you know, maybe you go down to three or four so that you're giving them more business. Therefore, they're making you more important when it comes to shipments and getting things to you. I think in the mattress space, the the shortages, I, you know, it's much different than where they are in the furniture space. But that that logic applies also to the furniture guys, right? So maybe you're consolidating your spend differently so that you become more important to the coasters, to the elements, to the Ashleys, to whoever those guys are, and then you figure that out. Yeah, what do I you think, think you're right. I, I think there's definitely been a push to be more important to the people that matter to you, and and this goes back to just good business because there are lots of retailers out there that over the years have tried to make themselves very important to the vendors that matter to them. So instead of having to play catch up now, the people that did that in advance, that had those great supplier relationships are benefiting from that because you know they get priority on product, uh, they get better service, they've got deeper relationships and that just matters. It just matters. You know, One of the other things that popped up that I thought was interesting, we were talking about retailers not being in a charge, as in charge anymore, and you got into the consumer side of things. That's the big question mark hanging over everybody's head is, are we in a recession already or is it looming? And is the consumer going to spend? I heard a stat I thought was really interesting. This is a loose stat, but capture the generalization here. 2022 is gonna be the biggest travel year in history in history. So if those consumer dollars are shifting back over to experiences to travel and we're in a recession and there's the uncertainty about the war in Ukraine, what's going to happen to the consumer mindset and are they going to invest in furniture and mattresses? And I think there's a lot of skepticism about whether or not that's going to happen. Are we in a recession already? That, that's the thing about a recession. You don't know when you're, when you're in it until you're able to look back on some of the data. Well, yeah, I, and I, that that is a, a good take there because I think everyone's trying to figure that out, right? They're, the whole Ukraine-Russia thing um, and what are uh, oil prices going to do? What, what kind of pressure is that going to put on everything? Um, because it's not about where we are. It's about where we're headed. Um, you know, the, the president came on uh, this week and said food shortages are likely. Um, that's going to freak some people out. So um, hopefully the consumer index or the buying index stays strong and the politicians and the media don't screw it up for everybody. Um, Mark, you know, one of the things I, I took away and, and I was wrong on this. Um, and, 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 uh, I was, I, I was in one of those soapbox moments where I'm like, this is what the furniture guys should do. And I'm like pounding on the table and I'm like, you know, the mattress guys do a great job of branding themselves. Right. And so when a consumer comes in, you got Tempur-Pedic with the best preference. You've got Serta Simmons with great awareness, Sealy, Stearns and Foster, great awareness. And, and so what is the value of preference over awareness? And then apply the logic into the furniture space, right? You have less of that. You have less guys spending money, right? You've got um, 
Ethan Allen, Ashley, Lazy Boy, some of the, the the brands from the past and all that, but you know they aren't spending money. At least I don't think they are the way they used to. And so, does the power of the brand matter as much on the furniture side as it does on the mattress side? And if you were a furniture company, why wouldn't you invest a bunch of money into your brand? And there was that's where I was. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, look at the wide open space. If a furniture company wants to really stand for something, create purpose around their their model. Uh, and create affection for their brand with a consumer, then would that give them leverage in their distribution with retailers, right? Like it does in the mattress space. And you said to me, well, you tell me what you said. I won't put the words in your mouth, but you you kind of you kind of had me look at that differently. And I'm like, wow, I never even thought of it like that. Yeah, I was thinking about it in terms of, okay, what's my current buying model? Like when I first started buying furniture. And for me, it was, I found the mannequin that had the suit. Like I looked up and I was like, okay, that shirt, that tie, that suit, those shoes, just give me what the mannequin has. Like clearly somebody put it together. This was clearly before you married right. Tara, because there's no freaking way she's buying the right. mannequin clothes. And, no so, and so the same thing applied whenever I was looking for, where do I go to buy furniture that's going to be a reflection of my style and my identity? And, you know, early on it was Pottery Barn for me. I'm like, they've got a great collection. They've got a great selection. And so we started running that to ground and thinking, okay, in the age of Instagram and design-driven environments and people watching HGTV and saying, yes, I want that, how do people make these buying decisions? Well, many times it's just not one thing. It's just not a dining room table. They want the dining room table and the sideboard and the decorations. And so they're looking for somebody that's curated those type of collections with all those different elements, and they don't give a rip about who made it. They just want it to look good and they want it to work. And so from a filtering standpoint, I think a lot of people are like, where can I go to find these these looks? Well, they're going to the retailer that's really good at curating things. Like here in Bentonville, it's House, H-O-W-S-E. And uh, Laura Williams and the team um, do a great job of merchandising things. But in reality, you know, the stools, the bar stools that I bought from Laura and Jay are available, the exact same ones, at Pottery Barn. But I was just looking for somebody... Great people, by the way. Great, great people. people. They've got the an way. Englander mattress showroom yeah. there. It's doing great. So I was looking at it like, okay, so if you go out and you do something like Parachute is doing or Castlery, there's some of these brands that are doing this. You curate a big selection of stuff because when people are buying, they're buying. They're not just usually just getting one thing, like an end table. So then you build up this brand. You've got consumer preference, let's say, for Parachute. And then you're able to take your brand to the retailer and say, I have consumer preference for my brand of products within this retail environment. The retailer is going to say, so I'm going to be able to get the exact same thing and I have to pay a brand markup to you. And I think the, the retailer is going to be like, I can go curate this selection on my own. The retailer is the brand in the mind of the consumers and I can do exactly what you're doing at a significantly reduced rate so i don't have to pay that tax of brand it's just so different what's happened in the mattress side of things because it's a single object most of the time and yeah there's a little bit of a sleep ecosystem that goes with that but it's such a different less robust in terms of number of items purchase uh on the mattress side as compared to furniture that was my thinking on it yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. I don't know why my phone was off. It's ringing, and that's so weird. My silent mode is on. The phone's ringing. Just that's spike so it, man. Um, just, yeah, I, just, I think or that's slam a, it like it's the final. Spike floor. it. 
Spike it. Yeah, no, I, I still stand by, like, I'm holding on. I can't, I can't let go of it, okay? I'm still holding on to the idea that if Lazy Boy or, you know, building it from the beginning up might be more difficult. But, like, if furniture guys, let's say an upholstery line, went where they're maybe direct to consumer at first, right? But they, they invest, they invest, they invest, like Nectar, like Casper, like Temper did back in the day. And then you're selling direct, but you built some affection with the consumer, then you release it into the brick and mortar space. Does that give that upholstery line leverage? Potentially. Now, I, I look at Lazy Boy as such a harder to do, such a unique animal because it was a unique, demonstrable product that had a clear mm -hmm. functionality to it. And so, I think you would almost have to have a product. Um, I, I think the people that have done this the best in the furniture space is Love Sack. It was a unique, right product where they carved out a niche. And obviously once you have a certain bank of customers, you can expand and have lifetime value out of those customers, sell them more of what they want, but they had something that was very differentiated and they could show how it worked. So I think if you have that type of product, you can then leverage that into a, into a direct to consumer brand that can sell more things to the people you have. And you can leverage that product into a retail ready product that doesn't cannibalize any of their existing floor space with existing suppliers. And I think that's what Lazy Boy did early on. They're like, look at these recliners, man. Like this is living life. Like they owned comfort in the home for a long time, even more so than the mattress totally. brands, which is amazing. So I think you gotta have that right product and be able to check some of those boxes that allow it to transfer over. Um, I just haven't seen. So what just happened was you, you just told me that I was right, that you could do that. 100%. Thank you for validating me. I'm a yes and guy. <laughs> By the way, I went in saying I went in saying I was wrong, and you like kind of helped me validate that. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you, do that. hey, you get the, you get the product right. So I think you could totally do it. Hey, what do you think? You need to weigh in. Hop over to the comments section, or go over and follow us on LinkedIn. So when you type in, you know, the fam on LinkedIn, we got our, our blue logo, and tell us tell us what you think. I think we got some things right. We probably missed some things, but that's what I love about this show is people have lots of inputs for us. We miss a lot of things. It, and by the way, that's why it's important for the audience. Say, chime in, man. Have a conversation. Don't be free to leave a comment, right? So people are like, oh, they, they tell us all the time in, in, in person. Well, I just don't want to make a comment. I, you know, put yourself out there. It's okay. You don't have to be right. Uh, just put yourself out there. Share a thought. Let's, you know, have a conversation. That's all we learn from each other. This is a campfire. Um, and Mr. Kinsley, before we go, we need to do predictions here. So um, this will probably post Monday. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh live. We are record. We, let's just say we're recording live right now on the 28th of, of March. Okay. And so, so March madness. So the hogs university of Arkansas unseated Gonzaga number one picked by many of the experts to go all the way in Arkansas took them down last night in a heroic effort, I thought they were fantastic the way they played. Did I you watched see the, game? the entire thing. I was just on the edge of my seat. What a fantastic basketball game. Go Hawks. Yeah, I, I was sitting on a plane and we were in the air. So we had internet connection, but we couldn't watch it. So like five of us guys right there were getting the game cast, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just like, hey, free throw made, free throw, you know? And so it was really exciting. But all right, so pick who do you think is going to Hogs win all the all? way, baby. Absolutely. Arkansas Razorbacks. You no, know, I'm I, I'm kind of with you. Like my heart is in that comment, although I'm a big KU fan. Uh, and so I think it could be either KU or the Hogs. Uh, you know, 
Don't don't count out Duke either because you've got them playing for their coach, which is his last season. And so that purpose-driven like X factor can also play uh, a big role. So yeah, who knows? And whoever Duke, if Duke plays today, and I think that's anyway, I don't know that the progression. I think we play Duke if if the, we lose or whatever. But anyway, so there you go. March Madness right here on the Discord. Love it, love it, love it. Well, hey, uh, maybe you can tell us what, who's in your bracket as well. Um, thanks for everybody that's subscribing. And uh, hey, thanks to Ray Allegreza, who's handling the FAM's furniture newsletter. If you are not signed up at FAM.news, you are missing out. It is straight fire from one of the top thinkers in the industry, one of the most well-respected men in the entire furniture industry, who's, who's now back on the scene in a big way. And he's a member of the FAM, and he's the, he's the godfather of the FAM, in my opinion. Man, he's wonderful guy and doing some amazing things and really bringing to surface some topics that possibly get ignored other places. So sign up right now at fam.news. You, 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 fam.news, sorry, I didn't mean to step in you there. Mark, I, I've forgotten how much I like to read what Ray writes because he writes so well and he's so funny in, in the way he talks about stuff. Guys, if you're not dialed into that, please do. Uh, also subscribe, tell your friends, this is a campfire. We wanna share it and uh, take anything you've listened to. Uh, share the podcast or fam.news with people. We want to grow the audience and grow our friendships and, uh, and connections to all of you. So thanks for listening. And Kinsley, anything else to add? Or should we just skate off? I'll into just the weekend? sit over here being alabaster porcelain. And you just look like tan man from Tahiti. I think we're good. Blood pressure. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. Is ice. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce, now, now we, we got, got it by the leader Well you take a spring and you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back, you don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen to your mattress yeah. Get together to do it like I did Everybody get high you want somebody to get in your vicinity you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity from alone out of five maybe one star springs and foam we're taking care of that lumbar mad back support the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet party in the back of the business best of both worlds like mars and venus the ultimate hybrid nothing short of cheap Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of a comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, phone keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Sing hybrid Listen, doesn't matter if you're kidding
kitchen is charming when your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment. What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam, cause if that bowling ball don't bounce, you'll be sleeping alone. And if the bed don't react, then you can't get low. We, we got, got that type of bounce that won't spill your Merlot. So stick with us and you'll get rewarded. Cause I'm so gentle and I'm so supportive. Hybrid is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses. mattresses.